0: Okay. Hello and welcome to another Dawncast podcast. And today we've got Karen Porter uh, joining us from Brett Bow in the Monaro Plains. Now, Karen is an independent candidate in the upcoming by election in Eden Monaro. So, welcome to Dawncast, Karen. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm really good, actually. I'm really enjoying my journey so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's counting down. It's when, is, when is the by-election? Fourth of July, and that could be Ida Monero Independent Day. You know. I was about to say, isn't Fourth of July is the Independence <laughs> Day for the US? <laughs> the Day of the Independence? And Independence Day in, in Australia. Yes, that's right. So are you – look, Before we launch into talking about the whole political thing, tell us a little bit about yourself, Um, you know, where you're based in Monaro Plains, what you do and, uh, yeah.
1: Yep. So I'm a mother of five and my children range from the ages of 29 down to 13.
0: Oh, my God. I
1: moved out to, yes, I moved (laughs) out to Monaro 18 months ago because I wanted to have a bit of a property where I could build a house and live out in the peace and quiet of a big block So I've got three and a half acres at Breadbone. I've got a very busy business. So I've had a business now for 14 years doing energy efficient um, products for homes. And I've won several business awards. I've been Canberra Businesswoman of the Year in 2015 and won quite a few Telstra awards. And um, and have grown my company in since 2011 from a startup to a seven million dollar
0: business. Oh, so wow! So it's been an amazing journey. That certainly yes. has. So 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 now you've decided to kind of not focus on your business, trying and then going down that political yeah. path. The business is still
1: running along, and if I get in, then it will be some decisions for me to make around my business. I have some really good staff working for me, so they'll be keeping the business going in the meantime. And I just got to the point where I just feel like our government's just lost their compassion and empathy, and I'm not really happy with how Australia's going. So I can either keep complaining about it, or I can jump up and do something. So... I've I've taken myself out of my extremely busy life and now I'm going to see if I can fix Australia at the same
0: time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you why, you know, why why have you decided yeah. to do this? Like, you know, if you've got a business that you've grown from a startup yeah. to now employing how many staff yeah. have you got? Um, so I I have about
1: 16 families that um, are indirectly indirectly um benefiting from my
0: business. Right. And so what what prompted you to say, "Okay, I'm going to give this a tilt"?
1: I just am concerned about the future for my five children. I don't believe they're taking the climate change part seriously enough. And look, I've been in the space for 14 years, so I know how beneficial it is to be able to have homes that are energy efficient. And I just, I just have a calling at the moment that I feel like we need some more. Voices in Parliament that can be
0: the voice of reason. Mm. Now, there was a story in today's um, Telegraph featuring the uh, three main candidates in the by-election. Mm. Uh, one is yes. uh, Labour's uh, bigger a Valley Mayor, Kirstie, Christy McBain. Uh, the Liberals, Christy, everyone yes. gets that one confused. Uh, Christy, Christy and yes, yes, Christy McBain's And the other one's the Liberals' Fiona Kotvoch, uh, a New South Wales Rural Fire yes. Service volunteer, and the Nationals, Trevor Hicks, yes. who I believe is the Deputy Mayor for Queen Bean, um, mm-hmm. Palarang. So yes. you're up against those uh, candidates that are supported by the machineries, as we would call them in politics. Mm. How, they how are, definitely. How, how do you feel? So
1: I feel it's on a level playing field. So I I believe that I've got just as right to be up there as they do, but I don't have the, you know, the lots of money that's being spent on the campaign. The Liberal candidate, I know... The Liberal Party is spending about 800000 on her campaign. So, of course, you're going to see bigger signs, more prominent signs. Scott Morrison wrote out to the whole electorate asking them to vote for Fiona on um, his own Prime Minister letterhead, which I thought was not really that fair and he's been ringing constantly all of the electorate asking them to vote for Fiona and he's also been coming out on the campaign with her and then the same with Albanese, he's been doing the same with Christy and escorting her around and there's been big checks coming out from the National Party to the electorate over the last week um, which wreaks a little bit of pork barrelling but yes, it was it was ironic that Mr. Barilaro bought out Mr. Hicks over the last week before it was announced with some big checks for the electorate, and then suddenly he's announced. So, you know, it would be nice if we all played along the same page, but we don't have that
0: benefit. No. I can just be myself. Um, I mean, can for our audience, can you give us a, a snapshot of Eden Monaro, the electorate? Uh, Who are the people there? What are the the issues that are important to them?
1: So we've got a very big electorate. We've got about 114,000 voters, and it goes all the way around Australian Capital Territory. So if you think of Australian Capital Territory in the middle there, uh, we're a big donut around the outside. So some people say we're almost as big as England. So it's a massive electorate. We've got the beach, we've got the snow, we've got um, tablelands. Um, a lot of the problems at the moment are healthcare services. We don't have equal healthcare uh, for everybody in the electorate. We've got mums that are still delivering on the side of the road. We've got people dying on our highways. Um, they're in urgent need of some help. Um, then we've got our climate. So we're, we're going towards renewables and it would be really good to go that way way further and maybe look at our towns being more sustainable um and then we've got problems with our aged care as well so quite it's just all basic fundamentals that we're not getting
0: and do you think that i mean obviously eden monaro is described as a bellwether seat Uh, Hmm. what what does it mean if, if it's a bellwether seat so that
1: means that usually the person that gets in. So last, last electorate, Labor got in. And you, normally if Labor gets into the our seat, then the Labor government is in. So for the first time ever, it wasn't a bellwether seat. So it was broken at the last election.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, but
1: if I got in, I'd be the first woman and the first non-major party, like Labor or Liberal, to get into the seat since
0: Federation. What are your chances... What do you think? Have you have you done some I, kind of uh, yeah. gauging? We've got a lot of support.
1: We've also got a lot of people in the electorate that are just sick of um, Labor. The Liberal Party did a disaster with us on the bushfires, so they're not very well thought of here. Um, Scott Morrison's done a little bit better with the um, COVID-19. COVID-19 response, but now we're doing a disaster on the Renault Rorts and all the other money that's sort of coming out and I don't know. I think they're sick of it. So I'm saying to people, look, vote for me, number one. Vote for your other party, number two. And the way our um, democracy works, then if I don't get in, then your party will get in. So make a stand at this election.
0: Mm. Look, I've, you know, to a declaration. I mean, I I am also an elected representative at a local council level. And I've ran yeah. as an independent as well, and I know how challenging it is to run as an independent as as a woman. In yeah. addition to that, yes, so, you yes. know, what what do you think? Um, what difference do you think you can bring to the community? And how, what's your unique selling yeah. point as opposed to the other candidates of the major parties? So my unique selling point is that I'm actually somebody
1: somebody that really believes in human rights. And if I was to get in, then I'd be working really hard on making sure that our minority groups didn't slip through the cracks like they have been. Our Indigenous people have been treated really badly. Um, The LGBTQI process was handled so poorly. Anybody that doesn't sit into the mould of, you know, being a male who's, able who's middle-aged you know you sort of don't get looked after so as a mother of five I'd like to bring my empathy and compassion with me I'm a very active person who's a doer and if I say I'm going to do something I'll be like a dog with a bone and and just say we need a hospital for in Monero that will be my life mission to get that hospital in place and I'm also very good with communication so my electorate will know exactly where we are um, standing you know with things that we want for our electorate and things that are coming up that we'd like comment on so that I can take back their views so bringing back democracy
0: so do you when you walked around and talked to the constituents in yeah. your area yeah. what are some of the stories that they're telling you that that you think that is not heard by the major parties
1: Uh, The stories are that they only see the um, elected member election time. They know that they bring money in when the timing's right just for the election. Um, After speaking to some of the smaller communities over this last couple of weeks, they've all actually looked at me and said, you know, you're bringing us hope that there is actually a way that we can have change. And that just made my heart sing so much. And I know Liberal and Labor won't get that comment because people are so disheartened with what's happened. So, you know, I, I plan on
0: just representing
1: the people and
0: bringing the love back to Inner Manero, really. It, 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 like you said, is a very big, broad uh, electorate, isn't it? Yes. You have rural. Yes, it's huge, uh, yes. And you have probably cattle farmers, is coastal. that right? We uh, have cattle farmers, Coastal. Coastal yes. uh, and yeah. inner-suburban a, in a kind of city. Mini cities, yeah,
1: metropolitan? Yeah, Queenbean is probably a big town. So it's probably Beega and Bee and Yass, probably, I don't know what, they wouldn't even be as big as your towns in um, Sydney. They're um, like very rural and pretty spread out. So the high density areas probably is Queenbean, Yass and uh, Bega. All the rest are little towns scattered around.
0: Yeah, so they would have different needs. I mean, like you, you yeah, mentioned you definitely. mentioned you, you mentioned before about you know what you what you would um, talk about LGBTQI issues, yeah. um, yes. indigenous yes. issues, and climate. How will those issues resonate with all of those different electorates or uh, different groups, or communities within that broad, big electorate of yours? It's going to be really hard.
1: Um, I've been watching opinions about what's happening with the Black Rights Matter lately. and um, Does that have any ring of, to
0: it, to that electorate? Do you think people buy into that uh, campaign?
1: No, yeah. no. No, they mm. don't. They're, they're more looking to all, right, all um, lives matter. That's, that would be a better representation of where they're at. So it's a very sensitive issue. Um, but at the end of the day, I'd really like to work with everybody so that everybody has equal access, you know, whatever colour you are, whatever, um, you know, you might be, um, um, you know, not able, how to get everybody, hospital care that they need, medical care. This is, it's it's just human rights at the end of the day, wh- whoever you are.
0: Mm. What are this one common issues, one common issue that you believe could um, that each of these communities from those that broad electorate will be, would be yeah. able to relate to? Uh, I really think we need to do something
1: with our roads. So living out here drives us absolutely crazy. We've got three major highways in our electorate and we've also got, you know, B-doubles going down and they can't actually um, deliver goods down some of our highways Every year we're doing road work, so all of us poor little people that live out of the towns is just constantly going through road work. So it's just, you know, when the ski season isn't on, we're just back-to-back with road work. So just do it once. Fix the highways. You'll get more commerce into our um, area. You'll get um, people travelling safely, and, you know, I think that would be a big winner for a lot of our electorate. It affects our whole electorate.
0: So it's kind of the the road to the economic prosperity for Eden Monaro, is it?
1: Yes. Yes, I think so. I think so. We're very disadvantaged at the moment and there's some areas down the coast that can't even get a semi-trailer into there. So that has to impact on, um, you know, goods.
0: Thinking back, what was that initial uh, point that triggered you to really say I'm going to give politics a go because you know yeah. uh, you know me I mean I had no political background just like yourself and, yes. and you yes. think well you heard some I heard something in the community and I thought some something has to be done and I kind of just put my hat in yeah. the ring and it became a complete circus you know because I I ran for yeah. a, 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 the, the major party the, the liberal party but then later on yeah. it became independent but uh, yeah. having, having been part of a major machinery and now being independent, you can see mm-hmm. the two different campaigning ability to during an election or, or during a by-election. So, for you, what was that point that kind Definitely. of pushed you across –
1: so two weeks before Mike Kelly resigned, two or three weeks before Mike Kelly resigned, I had an approach through a emerging party called the New Liberals. And the new Liberals actually um, headhunted me because they've seen my successes, they've seen my values, and they asked me to come and join their party. And it sort of gave me major anxiety because I'm like, I really don't need this in my life. Who wants to put themselves out of their comfort zone again and again and again and again? So I went away and thought about it for um, a couple of days. And one of the biggest things that really has pushed me along this journey is watching how they've been treating our refugees and just how cruel our government can be. And for me, that was like, I've got to do this. If I can help some people that are really being treated poorly by our government and actually try and get a bit of empathy back into our government, then I think we can all heal as a nation and move forward. So that was probably my turning point. Now the New Liberals haven't registered the party in time for the by-election. The by-election was a surprise, so I've made the decision that I'm going to run as an independent for this round. Mm. Are you scared? Scared? Well, not really. I feel ready. So I've look. I've been in construction for 14 years. I've been hammered as a woman in a male-dominated um, environment. It's toughened me up. Um, to the point where everyone's comments now, I can just see that it's actually a reflection of themselves. It's a reflection of their own flaws. And if you cannot take this personally, and I know it's going to get dirty, uh, it's going to get dirtier than what it is now. We've probably got three more weeks left of campaigning. And I just got to keep my sense of humour and know
0: that I'm just doing this for the right reasons and I've got nothing to lose, really. Uh have you got your family members on board helping? Uh, I it? do. They're very proud of me, and and my mum and dad pretty much said, uh, "We thought
1: you'd always go down this path. <laughs> you know, it looked like that's that's where you would end up." And I was like, "Wow, I didn't even see it myself." Um, you can take the hard path, or you can take the the one less traveled, and that's the one that's going to make you grow as a person. So that's the path that I'm on at the moment.
0: And what have you done with the campaigning so far? Have you been going door knocking or have um, you gone out to meet yeah. with constituents? So my
1: the the new liberals even though they're not registered yet have been a massive supporter for me and they've been down this weekend we've done a big letterbox drop we're grassroots campaign so we're doing everything basically without any money we've got a video that we produced over the last couple of days um that was a pro bono for us which was awesome from this really good producer in sydney that's just gone live and i'm just loving meeting people like going out and listening to their journeys and And everybody that I speak to, if I could speak to this whole electorate, I reckon everyone would vote for me. Uh, It's just getting out there.
0: Can you give us an indication, the the, the size of the electorate and the number of of, uh, voters in in that electorate that you're in? So we've got about
1: 114,000 voters. And it goes from, I'm not sure whether you know New South Wales very much, um, it goes from Yass, which is above the ACT, and it circles right around to um, Tumut and Batlow, all the way down to the snowfields, right down to the Victorian border at Eden. And then all the way up to Marooeya on the coast, and then back over to Bravewood and Bungendore, um, and just underneath Goulburn, which is where Hume starts. It's it's huge. Yeah, if I was to drive to all of the booths on Election Day, it would not be physically possible. That's how big it is. Oh my gosh!
0: So have you travelled? I all? know. Have you gone across?
1: I haven't got over to Tumut yet. I've got down to the coast. I've gone and met with the Cabago people who are still trying to get uh, back on their feet after the bushfires. I really want to get round to Batlow because they're also still struggling. Um, communities around us had fire, um, affected properties and, and lost their homes, so we've been working closely with those. But I'd like to get down. I'm going to meet with the Bega mayor and have a chat to them about her, about their issues and also down to Eden. So... I'm slowly collecting volunteers in each of the voting booths. We've got 69 voting booths on election
0: day. Oh my god! And so you have to manage all for people who are not involved and in most, politics. <laughs> it's standing there from it's huge. It's uh, getting ready at around six o'clock in the morning. and finishes about six or seven o'clock at night, ensuring that there are people standing there handing out as people walk in how to vote. Yes. and you have yeah. to then manage yes. to get you know um, those volunteers time and space outside of that people uh, have the rest and ensure that they're engaging with constituents yeah. that they're walking through. It's it's a huge, absolutely huge event, and and we think that there might have been twenty
1: percent that did pre-polling and pre-polling is going to be in eight places outside of the electorate so it just gets bigger and bigger and I I registered on Friday with the AEC and I just said you're killing me now like how how far are you going to make this so that we have to really cover everything it's just a crazy crazy span.
0: And how do you feel about that being an independent uh you know duck you don't have the resources to do what the other major parties do is, is you know, you have to find people standing yeah. there handing out and traveling to these yeah. pre-poll booths as well. Yeah. You'd
1: be amazed so many people have come through. Um, a lot of um, disenchanted Labor voters have been coming forward saying that they just can't vote again for Labor. They want to jump on board with me and, um, and and it's just every time I reach out for something else, somebody pokes their head up and says, I'll help you. So we're getting there.
0: It's amazing. The support has been absolutely phenomenal. What are your chances, do you think? I mean, can you guess from sense, from talking? What, are, oh, what do you look, sense?
1: I'd love to walk through the back door and surprise everybody. That would be so great. But, you know, reality is people are still getting to know me. They've really only had six weeks to find out who who I am. There'll be another election in 2022, so if I could get a little bit of traction now, that would be fantastic. If I could get some um, votes, you know, swinging against Liberal and Labor, that'd be great too. And, um, yeah, I, I at the end of the day, I'm just loving the journey and um, whatever happens, happens.
0: Do you think there's enough... Uh... I mean, there's not enough women in politics. Um, And, Mm. you know, for you, do you feel like you you wish you had somebody uh, that you could actually find guidance and support? Uh, I know you've got the the new liberal support. Yeah. But uh, do you think you need other women who've done something similar to you in that area, perhaps? I think so,
1: yeah. You know what's funny? I actually have, had a lady who wants to go as an independent in the next um, election and she actually reached out to me in the, today and said that she'd like to have a chat about my journey. So people are already seeing me as a mentor, you know, and it's crazy because I've only been in politics now for probably eight weeks. So it's just one of those things. Women like to reach down and pull other women up. And yes, I would love to have a chat to some of the other female independents. Time has been a bit short. I have had a chat to some male independents, which has been really useful as well. And um, and look, I would just love to get in there and link arms with the likes of Zali Stegel and you know take on the world. It would be so fabulous.
0: <laughs> well, look, I just thought I you know have a quick uh, thank you very much for your, your you know your time. Uh, just wanted to see thank how you. you're going. Thank you. Uh, any any last words to to our audience? I mean, I don't know how many of them actually vote yes. in Eden Monaro, but we can share this out there and get people to check in and tell their friends, perhaps. Yeah and we'll share it what
1: I'd like to say is that with the way the voting works if you put me down as number one and your favorite party as a number two if I don't get first preferences then my preferences will go to your favorite party anyway so it's not a risk and you know what you'll make a stand but you'll also give
0: me a chance so vote one for Karen Porter great well, thank you so much for your time, Karen. Um, and that's thank Karen you. Porter, the independent candidate for the Eden-Monaro upcoming by-election on July the fourth. So I don't know if you yes. guys, many of you live out in Eden-Monaro or not. Those who are tuning into Dawncast, or if you don't, maybe you know friends who do, and perhaps at this election, uh, check out your candidates, who they are, or what they do for the community, and you know, make sure that you vote for the right person. And so thank you once again. Now, if you like more content like this or if you know somebody who would like to share their stories on Dawncast, please get them to, you know, send us a, a, you know, a link or send click on the link below and get in touch with us and leave a message for us to get in touch with you. But uh, that's it for me. I'm Di Lee and thanks for joining us on Dawncast. See you. Bye. Thank you, Di. See ya. Bye.